All right, so uh, today we have Haley. She's the creator of Chronic Kitties. Uh, the whole family's basically done AMAs with us. Uh, the whole family's involved in NFTs, which is super awesome. It's the first group of people that I've seen that gets everyone involved, including their children. Um, in the past, we had her husband Dustin on with us. We had her daughter Madison on with us. And, uh, you know, I was asked the other day if she could come on and talk about her project. And without hesitation, I said, absolutely, yes. So, uh, Haley, welcome. Uh, it's nice to have you here. How's everyone doing over at the house? We're all doing really good. So, can you tell everybody a little bit about your Chronic Kitties project? It started with, um, Dustin was drawing some cats, just playing around with them. And so, I picked one up because they were all, I don't know, they just were all boyish and stuff and had all the you know, his type of art and stuff. And I found these really cute eyes and I just drew big eyes on them. And then I just kept drawing. And so that's where the big eyed chronic cats come from. And then of course, Maddie and the other kids, they decided to draw a few of them too. Well, when we got done with that collection, he, I asked him if he would draw me like a small chronic cat so I could make it a kitty. And he gave me like, he drew the outline for me. And then I took it from there and I've, Come up with this collection. Uh, our other daughter, our youngest daughter, she's nine, and she actually has made four of them that are posted on the open sea as well. And so, uh, she made four of them. I think Dustin made like maybe one or two out of all of them, and the rest of them I hand drew all myself. So everything's hand drawn, nothing's done by computer generation. Right. Yeah, it's all hand drawn. It takes forever to do it sometimes, too. <laughs> So you even hand draw the like the backgrounds of everything? Yes. I mean, some of them I might have like used the background more than once or something, or I might have taken one of Dustin's backgrounds, but they were all hand drawn to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, I see that you add some pretty cool stuff in them. Uh, you have you have one I'm looking at right now, number twenty five. It looks like uh, she has a, a robe wrapped around her and she's drinking from a coffee mug. You have ones with fish in her mouth. I see you even have one with uh, one of Madison's little flower pots in there. Yes. Uh, the one with the robe on it, the hands are way too big, but I just thought it was so funny. I just, I left it. I did. I wanted it to stay on there. But, and then Maddie's, I had asked her, I said, Hey, will you draw me, um, one pot that I could put with my crying cat? Cause I had a crying cat, but I didn't have nothing to put with it. And so she said, yeah. And she drew it for me and I put it on there. And yeah. I saw one that you have as well. It looks like, um, I don't see it on the open sea. I don't know where I ran into it, but you had one that looks like Sylvester from Looney Tunes. Yes. Um, I didn't have a Tweety, too, but I figured, I don't know, that just kind of looked like it was copied and pasted, kind of, so I, I scrapped Tweety. So, so are you trying to target more of, like, a, a kid's audience with the Chronic Kitties? I, I know I know the Chronic Cats, it's more of, like, uh, an adult-based uh, type of cat that's kind of partied a little bit too much. Um, I don't really have an exact way of going with it. I just, whatever comes to mind, I just would draw it. Um, like recently, uh, I know that I have no boy cats at all. I mean, I guess you could consider Sylvester a boy cat, but none of them I've ever said is a boy. And so I came up with the triplets because I made three of them all at once. And they all have passies in their mouths. And the first two boy cats are in that the triplets. 
along with their ballerina sister. So it just whatever comes to mind or, you know, if somebody says something and it gives me an idea, I just go with it. Do you have any intention to continue making kittens like for your next project or is it are you going to do like a generation two or are you going to go completely elsewhere and do some sort of other project? I'm not sure. Um, I know Dustin said something that he wanted me to do uh, a little bit of the generated. And I think I might do something small with that just so that I can have an idea of how that works. But I still want to keep drawing my cats. Um, it'll just be like instead of doing all cute. Maybe I can change up their eyes and stuff, but I like to draw mine. Mm. Is Madison the only one of your children that's into it? I know you said that your your youngest did one, but um, how, I know you have four kids. So do the other two also make NFTs or are they kind of not really into it? Um, My son, my oldest son, Wyatt, he is. He does. He's just, his ADHD has got him so, he's just all over the place especially after school, like it's hard to keep him focused on one thing. So he goes back and forth so much, but he loves to draw. He draws on paper most of the time. And then Alice, um, the one that's drawn four of them that's on here, uh, she loves it. She actually was just drawing another, she's drawing one right now sitting here. <laughs> and then the youngest, he's just, he doesn't really care too much about it. I mean, he wants to, but he's just not really, you know, he just likes to play around with it and scribble all over everything. Did you intentionally make um, all of your kitties up until the last batch where you did the triplets? Were they intentionally all female, or is it just kind of like how it happened? It's just how it happened. I I did not try to do it. I just yeah. Um, what what came what came first, the chronic cat or the chronic kitty? The chronic cat. That's kind of strange, huh? Don't they have to be a kitty first before they become cat? Well, he had all the weird looking cats and then I made the one with the big eyes and the boba and, you know, I guess whatever happened, happened. So how do you feel that um, the future NFTs, do you think do you think we're going to have something like this going into school systems like for children your age? Because really, with the exception of a couple people that I've talked to, um, for the most part, there's no children that I've ever spoken to in the NFTs. It was really just Madison. And uh, our friend Big D Book over in the Philippines. Other than that, I haven't seen any children really so far in the NFT world. Um, you know, I do think that it will happen. It's just how it will and when. Because, like Wyatt, you know, he draws on paper, and this is this is how he does it. He just came home today, and I went through his folder. And he had 10 copies of a drawing that he made of Squidward. Actually, it was Sexy Squidward, as they call it, because there's the regular one and then Sexy Squidward. So he he drew this, and everybody in his class loved it so much they kept begging for copies. So his teacher went and made copies and passes it out. And she does this for him all the time because, like, she knows his disability, and she knows that he can draw and still pay attention in school because he makes straight A's. And so she lets him draw and do those kind of things. And then... All the other kids just absolutely love his work. And I'm like, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of surprised. It just, it looks like something that anybody can draw, kind of. But for some reason, he just adds like this extra touch to it and everybody just really loves it. And so if he's doing stuff like that, um, I was talking to Dustin about it. And I was like, his teacher believes in him so much that if we were able to get something set up 
like he could go to school and set this up in his classroom with his his friends and his teacher would help. And then if that became a big thing, it could be, you know, then uh, passed on to another classroom and just keep going from there until it like gets bigger or something. And I, I really like that idea. It's just figuring out how to get it to happen. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's something, you know, I, I stress every single AMA that I do that we need to get some sort of educational platform on here to really teach people, adults adults included, not just children, to really start learning how this stuff works. Um, I think we're tapping into the future very quickly and we're kind of on a roller coaster and none of us really know where it's going yet. I could see a lot of different use cases for NFTs, not just with art, but you know, it, it's going to go, I think, all the way up to the government level. I think this is going to be something that's going to be tapped into curriculums in grade school all the way up into college. And I think it's super important that we start doing this. I know that um, Dustin was talking to me about an educational platform that you guys are kind of working on together um, with Easy Cake and stuff like that. So I'm, uh, I don't know if you guys want to share about that or uh, if not, that's fine. We can move on. Yeah, I uh, I was actually given, I don't know anything about Discord, or I didn't, and I was struggling with it. And then I was asked, uh, I was asked by Dustin and his other teammates if I could go in and maybe fix up the Discord. And so I went down that rabbit hole, which took forever, but I'm actually learning a lot more from it and doing really good with it. And then, um, so I'm actually starting to set up all the channels underneath the metaversity and stuff. But um, if Dustin wants to talk about it, he can because he knows all the details and stuff. Up to you, Dustin. So basically, uh, it, the whole idea came from I had a, had a friend, well, a former friend of mine, talking me into going to VSC and helping him with a uh, contract, and that didn't turn out the best of uh, that it could. And while I was over there, I started noticing that there was quite a bit of rugs and scams not just a, a weekly or a daily thing but damn near hourly and the biggest thing i realized was that it's not that people just are doing stuff out of ignorance but in a sense there's, there's no nobody knows how to look for certain things i'm not saying that's, that's the case for everybody there but the general population of uh, bsc does not understand how to check like the source code of a contract to see if it's been decompiled or not if it's visible and I just started talking to people and realized that I, at least 90% of these rugs, you know, people having uh, financial troubles from investing or getting scammed can be uh, stopped with just simple access to education. You know, everyone says do your own research, but how the hell, how does, how does that happen? There's no, there's no research out there, really. And there's no, there's no public venue for people to go and ask questions. Uh, I mean, you've got spaces, but it's, it's, you know, I think Twitter spaces are more oriented towards NFTs. And this is going to be a whole, it's going to be encompassing the entire cryptoverse. So it'll be NFTs, metaverse, cryptocurrency, everything. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's super important. I think a lot of people that got into crypto, especially like micro cap cryptocurrencies and stuff, a lot of us fell on our face when we first started in it, especially like learning things that are simple, like slippage, learning how to set up a wallet, going into a contract and not knowing if it's a rug pull or not understanding if liquidity is locked i mean there's so much stuff like just as a learning curve where you're just kind of like just learning how to turn a screwdriver when you go onto an exchange like coinbase and then 
all of a sudden when you're going into micro cap cryptocurrencies, somebody's telling you to rebuild a transmission on a car. And it's it's something that a lot of people unfortunately struggle with. And it's a very financially uh, tough situation some people put themselves in, you know, trying to figure out how this stuff works. Yeah, the biggest thing about it is uh, it's you can't structure this like a normal education system because the the environment is so fluid in the fact that the uh, advancements in technology changes on a weekly basis, quite literally. And it's we're still trying to figure out the best way to execute the platform. Uh, but I do know that our biggest uh, advantage is our community outreach. And we that's that's basically all it's going to be is we're kind of going to go in this together. You know, we're going to learn as we teach, uh, like when we do stuff in the metaverse, we'll actually have anyone who's in the class help build uh, the metaversity, which will be, you know, a metaphysical place you go to and actually take classes. And the ultimate goal is to actually get this to have some sort of accreditation to where people could actually get degrees or uh, certificates and things like that uh, in the metaverse. Yeah, I think that when they start actually putting blockchain technology and everything into colleges across the U.S., we're going to see that um, a lot of the teachers and professors that we have in the field don't have degrees. We're just going to have everyday people that are in spaces like you and me and everybody down bottom here. You know, that's going to be the people that are going to be the teachers for the future of the, you know, the educational system when it comes to this stuff. I think that's pretty, uh, pretty powerful. You know, how, how early all of us are in this. Um, Haley, getting back to your project with Chronic Kitties, um, I see that you have something that's very, uh, very dear to my heart. Uh, you're trying to raise awareness for childhood cancer. Can you go a little bit in uh, depth on that? Uh, yeah, um, what about, um, my, I have a friend from high school, um, she, she was, she was a sweet friend of mine, and she actually got pregnant with her oldest daughter, um, our junior year in school, and so that's, you know, and then of course I had my first kid, like, right out of high school, so kind of right in there and stuff, so that's, we just kind of stayed in touch after that when we left high school and stuff. And then she had, after her oldest one, she had two more daughters. Um, and one night she went to the hospital because her youngest was feeling really bad. And we didn't know what was wrong with her and stuff. And then they went to, they flew her out to, I think they went down to Nashville or Memphis, somewhere down there. And they, within like a couple of hours, they found out that she had stage four childhood cancer. And... It's just weird because, like, there was no signs. There was nothing. You know, it just came on all of a sudden. So she constantly says stuff all over Facebook about um, you never know until it's, you know, until it happens to you. Or you never think it's going to happen until it happens to you. And I sit here and I look at my four kids and I'm like, you know, my kids aren't any better than hers. Her kids aren't any better than mine. And it's like, you know, it still happened to her kids. And I keep wondering, like, what if that was to happen to mine? And then would I, like, all of a sudden start trying to do something about it? And I just, I don't know how to explain it. But, uh, like, instead of waiting until it happens to me, I need, I, I feel like I should do something now. Because, yeah. 
I don't know. It's just, I don't know how to explain it. Dustin? So, just, yeah, so the biggest thing that really affected them was that the Cancer Research of America, they designate less than 4% of their total funding a year to child cancer research. And instead of coming up with some sort of donation, uh, they ultimately wanted to try and figure out how to either do a petition or what, what has to be done to see if they can't have that increase. Because 4%, I don't think is a, I don't see how you could actually accomplish anything life-changing with 4% um, funding. Yeah, it's quite a low number. I, I know, like, my mother, she used to donate money to uh, St. Jude's Hospital, Children's Hospital for um, cancer research. And now, now that I think about it, like, how, how much of it really did go to childhood cancer? Because I never knew that statistic. I would always think, like, 100% of it went to that specific charity. But a lot of times we don't really look into uh, what we're donating to, unfortunately. I know I don't. Sometimes I just send a check out and, you know, hope for the best. And kind of ignorant towards it so i think it's important that you're raising awareness towards something like that and do you know the age group that they consider for childhood cancer that would it's zero to well zero obviously but to 19 is what it was saying and I, that just really i don't know that really bothers me a lot because you know we always talk about how kids are the future and kids are this and that but all the way up to 19 and really all they deserve is four percent and that's it like, it's it's terrible. You know, my friend, you know, she's trying to stay strong for other two girls, but it's just something that, like, her, she, every day she wakes back up and she goes through the same spill every day on Facebook. Like, you know, my daughter's going to be forever four because only 4%, that's all she was worth. And it's just, it's not right. Not at all. That's a massive chunk of the population, too, by the way. Zero to 19 years old, that's, like, a good percentage. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Well, hopefully we could get some uh, some more eyes on it through your you know your efforts and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, even if it's one percent, you know, I mean, yeah, that that don't seem like a lot, but even if it's one percent, if I could see that everything that I did, you know, whatever I was able to start doing, because I I don't know where to send money or what to do because I don't want to just send money. I want to see that percentage go up. That's what I want. But if I can see that percentage go up just 1%, then I know that we're doing something. And then I really don't think they would only raise it 1%. Because once they get on there to raise it, they're probably going to raise it up a good amount, I would hope. You know, they, I just feel like they would, considering it was our kids and stuff, you know? Well, I mean, that's that's our most cherished thing in our lives is our children. So let's try to get more eyes on it. Let's make people more aware of that. We all could... uh you know, send out a little tweet here and there, and maybe it'll make a difference. You know, do your part, everybody in here, and maybe we can raise a little bit more awareness. So my uh, next question for you, um, coming from somebody with zero artistic ability like myself, I'm really kind of a crappy artist. Um, would I be able to make an NFT art project? Like, would there be a place for me in the spaces? Or... Do you think I actually have to know what I'm doing in order to do this? Can I establish a community behind, let's say, stick figures? Uh, yes, because I have no artistic ability whatsoever. It might look like I do, I guess. And maybe I have a little bit more than what I thought. But I can't draw. I really can't. Dustin has, like, I mean, albums or, you know, sketchbooks, I mean, of art that he's drawn his whole life. 
and they are amazing. So whenever Procreate, you know, the kids are on it, and I'm like, hey, I want to do this. I mean, it makes it so easy. Like, there's so many settings on there that you can change up. I mean, I had to Google a lot of it. You know, it was a little bit harder for me than Dustin, you know, but all you got to do is Google some things, like what you want to do, and it'll tell you exactly how to do it. And it just, yeah, it's easy. What's the total amount of kitties that you have in circulation right now? Um, I think there's only on OpenSea it says that I have 39, I think. But then there's the two uh, original cats. There's the OG with no bow, and then the OG with a bow. And I I just branched them off of those two. But I think that's like 42, 44, something like that. It's right around there. It's 42 or something like that, I think. Do you do customized work for anybody? Um, I don't. But she will. Yeah. Yeah, I will. <laughs> so um, looking looking through your other cats on here, I saw that you have one that has a space helmet on it. Was that kind of related towards uh, the Elon One Astro Zero project? Yeah, I was I was making one and I was trying to draw a space helmet and <laughs> I kept asking Dustin for help. I was like, I don't know how to do this, like the glass and stuff. And he said, well, he goes, well, why don't you just look at their helmet? And I was like, what? And he said, yeah, just go look at their helmet. And I said, no, I don't want to copy it because I thought I'd get in trouble. And he goes, no, he goes, I think they'd like it. I was like, OK, well, I guess I'll just go with that because I was trying to draw an Astro Kitty for you guys. And then, yeah, so I just ended up copying your helmet. If anyone has any questions, feel free to raise your hand or just shout it out if you're in a in a speaker box. Um, if not, I'll just keep on trucking. All right, I'll keep on trucking. So what kind of struggles have you encountered while making NFTs? I don't know. I guess you would call it that, um, like what writers have, writer's block. or I guess that would be artist block, wouldn't it? But yeah, I guess that. Because I would just, I don't know, I would draw something really good or that I thought was really good. And then there was just no more inspiration, I thought. I just didn't know where to look or whatever. So I would just put it down and step away because I also have the four kids I've take care of. And so keeping them in line and their grades going, you know, it's, I stay busy 24-7, I feel like. And then they'll just be, one of them will say something. Or I'll see a picture somewhere and I'll, it'll just give me this inspiration all of a sudden. And I'll go write it down or I'll start drawing one real quick or something and just go from there. Your, uh, your Twitter says that you're also a social worker. Is it hard to keep a positive attitude between doing that, having four kids at home, dealing with Dustin, and maintaining your art? Always. But, I mean, even before this, uh, I mean, social workers, we, yeah, we are perceived as being like these sweet, nice people, but we're not, we're normal, just like everybody else. You know, we don't, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I don't know. I quit doing social work when COVID started because of the kids, because they had to stay home. And I also got really, really upset with the system because the company I was working for didn't want to send a kid home that needed to go home and by paperwork and all that legal stuff, he was supposed to go home. And, you know, it just, so I quit that. I got out of that because I could not, 
I couldn't fall into the system and become one of those people that just did what I was supposed to or did what they told me to anyways, because I got the job for a reason and that's what I was going to do it for. And so I've just kind of been in between now. So I just stay home with the kids and, you know, help them with their grades and stuff until I can find uh, the right place to get back to with social work. I mean, I just don't know if there's anywhere like that anymore. I just think that's a hard job. You have to deal with all types of uh, people in social work, so I don't know. If I, I love would, it. I don't know if people would do it personally. Um, do you think it's necessary for artists now in the NFT space to have a specific use case or a utility developed into their uh, built into their NFTs, or do you think somebody could just build a community and have artwork they like and maintain a following? Yeah, I think you could do it either way. Um, at first, I was all about trying to figure out what to add into my cats because I I couldn't figure out what could set them apart from anybody else's. It's like they're just I mean, when I look at it from the outside, I try to say, well, these are drawings just like the next person's. And so what makes mine better? Well, how am I going to get somebody to pick, you know, my cat over their cat or their, you know, their drawing? and I was obsessing over that for quite a while. And I did add, like, there's unlockable content to every single cat. Um, they're just inspirational quotes, um, mental health quotes, just to make you feel good, you know, make you smile when you, when you read it. Um, and so that's all I've added to mine. But I've started to see more now that if you have a community uh, and you just get out there and talk and stuff and you like the work, I mean, it sells just as good as the ones that have all that extra fancy stuff with it and everything. So I think it can go either way. Do you think that Twitter spaces is one of the most useful tools for a new NFT artist in order to get their name out? Or do you think um, developing a successful discord channel is a better route to go? I see that a lot of people, in the NFT space kind of go between the two. It's either strong Discord channel or they have a strong following on Twitter. Uh, well, all the YouTube videos that I've watched and stuff, everything tell says that you should have like, not necessarily Discord, just somewhere a really good community backing. Um, they say if you could have the community and stuff, then it seems like everything else kind of falls into place. But I don't... Yeah, we haven't really used Discord that much at all. So, and we've came this far, I guess. Um, so I don't think you have to have it. It's good to have it. It helps a lot, but you don't have to. Um, lately, I've been no I've been seeing that there is not only um, platforms that showcase specific artists, but now they're doing. Uh, they, there's also. I guess the best way to say this is adult entertainment NFT platforms. Um, do you think we're going to go in the complete reverse side and we're eventually going to have just children only NFT platforms? Um, I don't think that it's going to go one way or the other. I mean, I think it should, I mean, it probably go both ways. I mean, I don't think one would, cancel out the other one because i mean the kids are super important and stuff and we want to get them in here but 
we also don't want to kick all the adults out either. I mean, adults need to have fun too, right? Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree. That Sorry, it's loading somebody up. I got a question. Go ahead. So how difficult or is it uh, being a woman in the NFT community? And is it easy to hook up with other women artists? Or is that something you find hard to do at the moment? Um, I mean, I think it's pretty easy. I mean, I haven't had any trouble talking to any of the women in the NFT community. Uh, I don't really go to their spaces a whole lot. I mean, I guess I should, but I don't know. I just, maybe I'm not that sensible either. Do you, but do you think you have a good, uh, do you have a fair enough amount of access to uh, women artists as like the men do? Or do you think it's kind of limited in that aspect? So it's, it's more more male dominated uh, area. Or have you even paid attention to it? Uh, I mean, it's. I'm not really sure because I mean there is the one group that I know of for the women in the NFTs, but that's so far I think that's the only one that I really know about. Other than that, everything else has been uh, male. But nobody's been really like nobody's made a big deal about whether women or men are in there. So I guess I don't really pay much attention to it. I've kind of noticed that um, the women in the NFT space have a much stronger bond than the males. I mean, the, the men all get along for sure, but the women are ultra supportive of each other. And uh, at least that's what I've seen by going into their spaces. I really like going into um, spaces with, you know, where where it's all women uh, NFT talk. Uh, they really do have a strong bond. I dig their stuff a lot more too, for the most part. Um, I don't know. The female perspective on art to me is a lot more delicate and uh, it's just easier for me on the eyes. That's just me personally. Yeah, I agree. Most definitely. That's why I changed the chronic cats to the big eyes. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So what what's one bit of advice that you could give somebody that's brand new coming into the NFT space? Don't be shy. Don't think that you're not good, as good as anybody else here, because just be confident, be you, and everything Everything can seem to just fall into place, I think. You know, me, I kind of rely on Dustin a lot. I mean, a whole lot, because I feel like if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be on here speaking right now or anything, because I just, I stay to myself. I don't, you know, I talk to the kids 24-7, so I just, <laughs> I don't know. It's just really nervous and everything, but, yeah, just don't be nervous. If you just be yourself and be very confident in your work and just be happy with what you, you know, with what you do and stuff, then I feel like everything's going to fall into place because there's always somebody out there that's going to love your stuff. I mean, always somebody. NFT Geek, you got a question. Hey, what's up? What's up, GM, everybody? Hey, yo, hey, I just wanted to pop in. I, I, I was trying to talk earlier, but my, my phone kept rugging me as usual. Uh, but I wanted to, uh, I wanted to come on and just say, I'm a big fan of the cats. The chronic cats are awesome, especially the, the, uh, Dustin, his wife, the, you know, it's always nice to see a family, husband, wife, family team 
getting into the NFT space. They, I think they bring something special and all the, all the, you know, Dustin, I've, he's been my friend in spaces for quite a while. And, you know, anytime I ask him something, he's always quick to answer my questions. So anything he does, I'm super bullish and I love the artwork and the outside of the box thinking with his, you know, NFT modeling, his cats wearing hats. It's just the next level. So <clears throat> I just want to, Encourage everybody below to, you know, like all the speakers, you know, follow them, watch what they do. They're good people. Um, and I'm super, super happy to see them up on the stage and, and, and listen to them on this AMA. It's, uh, thank you guys for hosting it for them. It's really, uh, cool to see. And I'm super bullish on, uh, the kitties. So, uh, everybody needs to snatch one of those. Thank you. That's awesome. I, I love the support that, you know, everybody shows for each other. Um, have you guys talked about any possible partnerships with any other NFT projects? Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's, I keep forgetting that's for her. Yeah, it's not your AMA. Get out of here. <laughs> My bad. Um, I don't know if we have or not. I mean, I, I mentioned to Dustin just, I think yesterday, I just brought it up to him that um, because I asked I know he had been drawing a few things for some people and I asked him how he started doing that because I said, do you advertise it or does somebody just ask you? And he said both. And I said, because I would like to do that too. You know, um, not that I'm running out of ideas. It's just maybe if I get, you know, somebody wants something drawn for them specifically or a certain thing, then I mean, yeah, I'd love to do it if I could. Hey, hey, can I jump in one more time? Uh, you guys, you guys mentioned the, uh, the, uh, the generative project. I cannot wait to see Chronic Cats in a in a ten thousand generative uh project. It's gonna be I think it'll be fun to see what uh what the AI puts out. It's uh uh I'm super excited to see what happens there. Now are you gonna be building a smart contract for that, Dustin? Yeah, we're doing everything. Smart contract, missing that, but all everything. So it's, there's a lot of cool stuff we, we plan on uh, initiating with it, you know, that will incorporate the kitties as well. Something. I thought they almost got rubbed there. I, I think that's something important, too, that a lot of people in the NFT space have to realize. Like, if you're not doing one out of ones and, you know, you're kind of deciding that you want to do a large collection of, let's say, 5,000 or something like that, you really either need to know what the hell you're doing or you need to find a developer, right, in order to do these smart contracts so you can do this generative art, correct? Yeah. I, honestly, it'd be better if you, as the artist, knew how to do it because that's just one more person that takes money from you. And the whole point behind – well, the whole mindset behind this is empowering the artist and not having to pay a uh, commission for anything or not having someone sticking their hands in your sales before you even get any of it. Yeah, we had um... – Probably about a month back, we had a group of people on here called um, the Crypto Llamas, and they're working on uh, basically just a drag and drop type of uh, smart contract for dummies type deal where you would just fill in fields and then it's going to generate the smart contract for you. But I, I still think they're kind of like in the beta stages of that. But I think that's something that's really going to start helping out artists. That's uh, kind of. So they could like break out, break away from like the middleman stuff. That's kind of like what our drops feature do. 
Yep, it's very similar to the drops that we're going to be doing. Put somebody else up real quick. Trying to get you up here together. Yeah, hello. How's it going? Um, hey, good. All right, get up, boys. Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm just hopping around space and spaces announcing the game that I have coming up. Bro, so, that feedback's terrible. It's hurting my ears. I, I didn't hear you. Yeah, we're getting some yeah. major feedback here. Yeah, um, I got to go, guys. I'll be back soon. I have an important call coming. All right, thanks a lot. Hey, uh, my uh, youngest wants to speak real quick. That's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Whoever wants to talk, go ahead. Okay, so I hope I'm not disturbing any of y'all's conversations, but I wanted to tell you which, or I wanted, to, okay, I wanted to tell you what cats are mine. Um, also, I'm the youngest. My name is Alice, but um, number seven was mine. I'm pretty sure that, it, and then I had number nine, number seventeen, and number eighteen, and then um, thirty four was like. It was made because of me, I guess, because of Alice. So number seven, that kitty has ice cream cones, right? Yes. And what other ones did you say? Number seven, number nine? Uh, 17 and 18. Number 17 is, it looks like it's, uh, I don't know. Background is that on number 17. It's all yellow. Yeah, I didn't really know what to do with that background, but there's like a little ghost in the back, too. Yeah, I see. It looks like a ghost is behind it. That's pretty cool. It was like a kind of random at the last minute thing. So what made you decide that you wanted to do kitties with your with your parents and your and your sister? Well, um... I wouldn't really want to say that I was jealous, but I kind of just wanted to join in on the fun. And um, the reason, or I, I also love drawing too. And I was just like, I got kind of, I was curious about these, and I was like, I saw what my dad had did and what what my mom had did. So what I did was I was sitting down one day, and my very first cat or my very first NFT I've ever made was actually a cat. It was a warhead cat. It's on um, Chronic Cats uh, page, but um, that was the very first one I did. And then when I found out that um, my mom was making NFTs, I decided to look at those. And I think the first one I did was the ice cream cone one uh, because I was sitting down and they and I was I was doing a lot before that, but then I kept messing up and then I kind of just stopped for a little bit. And then I decided to do that one, and then I kind of just stick with it. So how old are you, Alice? I am nine. You're nine years old. What do you want to be when you grow up? Hmm, I can't decide. I don't really know yet. I know your older sister wants to become a NASA space engineer. Yep. I'm thinking about being... I At first, I was really wanting to be a librarian, but then I don't really know anymore, but... um. 
I was I was also thinking about being a singer, but I cannot I cannot sing. To be honest, I I don't know how. That would be kind of difficult then if you can't sing to become a singer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, um, are you doing any other types of art projects, or are you just making kitties in your spare time with your family? Um, well, I don't really know if I'm going to, like, put them out yet, but, uh, we also, they found a collection on my Procreate, it was a, it was paper bags, and I was drawing faces on them, and they were, like, just normal paper bags, they were just the plain ones. And then I would put faces on them, and then I've got a different bunch of, like, different kinds of faces. And I was going to ask my brother which one he preferred, because they were, like, a bunch of different styles, and he has really good taste in them. So I was just going to ask him, but then I kind of didn't really want to, because I don't know what I want to put out there yet. Those paper bags are the cutest things ever, and I keep telling her they are, and she don't believe me. <laughs> so, um... Do you have any of your paper bags online, or is this just stuff that you're working at home with? It's just all my appropriate. Um, I think I might have accidentally deleted some of them, but I, can't, I can try to get them back on there. I don't know. All right, because, you know, we, we talked to some famous people now, so maybe we could get some of your paper bags sold. Um, okay. Uh, I don't really know yet, but I guess. I'm just saying, your older sister is a little bit of a, a minor celebrity now. You know, she's she sold some artwork to some famous people. So, yeah. You know, we could uh, we could help you out too. Like we helped out your sister. I mean, she she did sell her first piece of artwork to a famous Hollywood actress. Mhm. Mm she did. I also really like those plants that she's doing. Um, I've tried. Um, I'm going to. I might try to make my own, like, they're not going to be plants, but um, I'm probably going to start making my own, like, um, I kind of want to do something that was kind of related to that, maybe like a um, watering can or something, and I like to put, like, faces on them, but I don't know yet. Are you the only kid in your grade that knows about NFTs, or are there more kids that you go to school with that are aware of these? I think I'm the only one, um, but my best friend, I have showed her some, and she knows, she kind of knows what they are, but she doesn't really pay attention to them that much, and so she doesn't really, well, she believes me, but at the same time, she doesn't really, mm, I, don't, I don't really know. Well, you know that you and your sister, being educated in the field, you know, you're, you're our future to spread this to the next generation. You know, I'm I'm uh I'm getting older here, so if we could have nine and eleven year olds getting into this space and understanding how things work, you know, you guys are really the future. So tell your friends about it. Let them know what's going on. Tell them to participate and uh, you know have fun with it. That's the main thing. You have to have fun doing what you're doing. Well, I don't really know how to get them to believe me because there's certain things in my Chromebook that I have at school. They they get blocked, so I can't really show them what I mean by NFTs. But they're like, I'll I'll tell them, but at the same time, I don't tell the people who like, I don't tell like the popular people in my in my class because they'll just think I'm lying and try to act like them or something. So 
if anybody wants to come up top and talk to Alice or Ellie or Dustin or if Madison's hiding somewhere in the background and you want to just ask a question or give a shout out or talk to them, feel free to yell out <laughs> your hand. Um, Maddie actually is not here. She is at a cheerleading game. Oh, okay. We, yeah, we didn't, we didn't go. We kind of stayed here, but we we're going to go the next time. Okay, that's cool. So, anybody have questions? I'm sure there's someone there that has questions, unless you want to hear me keep talking. Aiden, you have any questions? Oh, uh, no, I just love what's going on. Um, yeah, I'm just super pumped for our, for the whole project and all these spaces and, and everything. Yeah, I, I, I love what I love what you guys are doing. I uh, feel like I'm connected with your family, just how much time we've been together uh, with Dustin. Yeah. Hey, didn't I uh, didn't I beat you in rock paper scissors like nope. a couple of times? Nope. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure you didn't. <laughs> I don't think you they did. Didn't I don't think anybody that. beat me. I'm I'm the king. Not that he remembers, at least. Yeah, I cannot I'm, recall any of that. I have to say, I'm I'm pretty grateful towards your entire family. You know, uh, you guys, you've got me out of a couple jams already. I have to say, you know, uh, I think it was our, it might have been our third AMA ever. I was talking about it before when we were doing these on Telegram. And last minute, the guy canceled on me and, you know, Dustin jumped in and, um, you know, we developed a friendship. I could say that you guys are actually friends of mine. Um, you're always there to help whenever we need help, and we try to do our best to help you guys too. And that's what this is all about. Um, I had a little bit of an issue about a week ago. We had a really big artist on here. We had Sean Kelly on, and things were kind of maybe kind of just a little bit hairy in the morning as far as getting uh, advertising and flyers and stuff out and Dustin jumped right in and he lent me a hand and you know you guys you really you got our backs we got your backs and you know I just really love having you guys around I really do look at you as a part of like the UM1 and Astro Zero family so always happy to have you guys here yeah I, I agree I quite literally as the, the family aspect from everyone here because you know like I said like I keep telling everybody Madison's had the opportunity to uh, start her acting career. It is solely because of the opportunity you guys gave her to do an AMA. If it wasn't for that, she would have never overcome her anxiety. And man, I wish I could have recorded. She has killed it doing all this stuff. She's been top, top pick every time she's gone into an audition. And it's, it all started from Astro Zero and Elon One. It's, I can't thank you guys enough. All talking about mom's cookies. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome, though. She actually turned. She's actually turned a couple down. Like she's got the, the confidence in herself. She's she knows that there's better things out there, and she's not she's not going to settle now. So it's the the whole mindset change it has instilled in her is just absolutely. I couldn't. There's nothing that could replace that. You guys did something that has literally changed someone's life for the better. Well, then job well done on our part. You know, uh, the main point why we do these spaces is so people could get their voice out. And I think that's super important. You know, I know how difficult it is when you're starting something from the ground up and 
you don't know what to do in order so people can understand what you're trying to get across. And I'm just glad that we have a place where we can do that for people. You know, whether you're speaking to uh, 50 people, 100 people, or 25 people, you know, it's it's more than what people would be able to do just by themselves. So uh, I'm glad that we're able to, you know, support artists and help each other out. Absolutely. It's, it's crazy. Another thing that we run into where we live at is, you know, we live in a rural, rural community and it's all country and there's just no opportunities around here at all. The school they go to is really small. Um, you know, they've got the basic opportunities, but they don't have anything big to really set them up for their futures and stuff. And I've always hated that because I don't want to move. I like where I'm from, but I want my kids to have better. And, you know, with Maddie and how she was able to do that, you know, her acting and stuff, that was her dream. You know, when I was little, I had those dreams to do different things and I couldn't ever do it because where I lived, you know, we couldn't, we didn't have access to anything, even if we did have a little bit of money. I mean, we didn't have access to anything. And so with this and the money and stuff, I mean, they now can have these dreams and know that they can actually shoot for them. They can actually reach for them. And it makes them more happy and more confident in themselves just in that way too. Yeah. I think what NFTs are doing for everybody and, you know, these Twitter spaces, I think they're creating opportunities for people who never thought that they could get out of the situation that they're in, especially people in other countries. You know, like we had before, I know he left, but a uh, big debulk that was in here, you know, an eight-year-old kid. Unfortunately, he was diagnosed with leukemia at a very young age. And now look at him. He's like a little rock star out there and he's selling his NFTs. And by selling his NFTs, he's probably making more money than a lot of people that live in his neighborhood. You know, I know I, I have friends from the Philippines that necessarily don't have a lot of money. And, you know, if the kid could go and sell something for 0.2 or 0.3 ETH, you know, he could probably support his family on his own. An eight-year-old supporting his family. That's pretty magical. So, I don't know. Everyone got quiet. So, I guess we're going to open up the spaces. Um, I just really wanted to thank you guys for coming again. Haley, Dustin, Alice, you guys are awesome. You guys are like the busiest family in all of crypto that I know and in the NFT space. Um, I've never seen any sort of engagement in this space like your family has and, and the love that you guys show everybody. And it's just top notch what you guys do for, you know, your family and the community around you. And I just want to say I love you guys. And I really appreciate you coming out here. And uh, you guys are awesome. But stick around. We're going to open it up. Buddy that wants to talk about your project that's in here, you know, feel free to talk. Um, you guys could go and check out uh, Haley's page. It's at Chronic Kitties, K-I-T-T-I-E-Z. Um, check out the open C. Um, and it's just like in their profile, Chronic with a K, Kitties with a K, I-E-Z. Um, thank you again, guys. Really do appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate the hell out of everybody here. Love you guys like our own family, seriously.